0: Brooklyn's Radio, loving events in Surrey.
1: Brooklyn's Radio at the Elmbridge Food Festival at Paines Hill Park, with a chap from Paines Hill Park. So, can you tell us who you are and what's your duty here? What what do you do?
2: Hello, yes, my name's Paul Griffiths. I'm the director of Paines Hill.
1: So, it's fantastic, gorgeous location, absolutely fantastic, beautiful setting. Um, What brought you here?
2: Gosh, what a good question. I, I started here last November as director, uh, after being at the Mary Rose for many years as, as the manager there. Um, Paints Hill is just the most amazing garden, you know, 18th century garden that's been rediscovered, if you like, after it being lost after the Second World War. Most amazing place to come, um, but lots of potential for us to take it forward
1: and it's incredible I mean it's such a beautiful day today it's a shame people listening can't can't see what I can see but what would can you sort of paint us a picture there's a nice challenge for you paint us a picture of what we can see here today
2: well absolutely and painting a picture is such a, a perfect phrase to use because how Charles Hamilton designed the gardens in the 18th century to be a living work of art um, which is today why we invite guests to come in and, and walk the work of art we Charles Hamilton created the first and arguably the greatest English landscape garden so for Listeners who are familiar with places like Stourhead and Stowe, it's it's similar to that, and it's a circular garden which you take yourself on a walk round, um, seeing the most tremendous uh, landscape garden with with lakes and follies and buildings and bridges. Um, most of the garden buildings um, were influenced by charles hamilton's grand tours around europe so they have many uh, a european influence whether it be greek roman or french um and really just the most tremendous place to, to take yourself for a walk relax forget about your troubles and just generally enjoy a, a bit of a nice bit of time with nature
1: yeah it's beautiful i mean there's wards here there's bridges islands and i think i've visited in the past and there's a sort of a cave or a grotto
2: you're absolutely right yes dating back to 1760 the the crystal grotto um, inspired by hamilton's um, visits to real grottos in italy Um, and it's one of the largest man-made grottos anywhere in the world so an absolute part of our star attraction i guess and and a wonderful place and very soon we'll be uh, we'll be welcoming father christmas back as he as he entertains children in the real grotto so fabulous place to come
1: Gosh, you're scarily the second person to mention Christmas uh, today, which is, uh, I guess, not so far away. And what do you, you've got a stall here today, so what are you hoping to tell people about? What are you hoping to promote?
2: Well, we're obviously trying to arrange awareness of Payne's Hill um, for local people, can, which is why it's so fabulous to have the food fest to invite people in. We also have a number of products that are produced here at Payne's Hill um, or grown here. Uh, we have our own vineyard, Hamilton uh had planted a five-acre vineyard back in the 18th century. We have a two-acre vineyard today, producing two different types of wine, a, an English sparkling white, an English sparkling rosé, um, from a number of grapes that we have, such as Pinot, Pinot Noir and Pinot Grigio and Chardonnay. We have our kitchen garden gin, which is made with herbs and botanicals uh, from our own kitchen garden, as well as the honey produced from the hives in our, in our grounds. So we have our own food and drink produce to talk about as well, but... Um, for us as well, it's about you know, graining awareness of Paines Hill and, and getting uh, you know, people to come back and see us again.
1: And are there opportunities for volunteers?
2: I mean, do you look for people to help out? How does that work? It's, it's, we are so dependent on volunteers. We have about 160 volunteers throughout the week doing all sorts of different jobs, and there's really anything that anyone might want to do, we'd find, a, we'd find something for them. So a lot of people work out in the gardens with my gardens and landscape team. As uh, you can imagine, it's very attractive to come and do that. We have volunteers doing our front of house in the shop, a visitor centre, volunteers, rangers, guides, buggy drivers, uh, and even some people come in and help us with the admin, which is brilliant. So we we rely so heavily on our team of uh, volunteers, and they're all fabulous. And uh, delighted this year that the Visitor Experience uh, Forum... We uh, gave them the award as uh, volunteer team of the year for the whole country so it was a really fabulous award for the team so very proud of them. Wow
1: that's an incredible achievement and I think I saw on the way in that you've got a walled kitchen garden so do you sort of use that to make food here on site?
2: No you're absolutely right yes so all of the vegetables and fruits that come out of the walled kitchen garden those that doesn't go into making the gin goes into our tea room and uh, Kerry, our, our, our manager of the tea room, will turn and with her fabulous team, turn into soups and uh, quiches and all sorts of fabulous uh, homemade treats. So, um, yeah, so real. You know, one of the real nice things about it, we do all our own catering here for Paint Hill for the tea room, so we're able to make whatever we like and, and use our own products, which is absolutely fabulous.
1: So, of all the homemade products you have here, which is the one that you think? You would uh, you would recommend to to a
2: visitor here? Well, the wine is utterly fabulous. I'm a big fan of wine, so it's uh, it's my favourite. Um, it's a it's a it's a, a bottle you buy as a treat um, and it really savour. We, we'll get about 1,500 bottles of the wine, so it's very limited edition from each year's harvest. And last year, 2018, was such a hot summer. As you can, I'm sure, listeners can imagine, was perfect for. for the the vines you know it's very mediterranean feel to it um so we'll get we have one of our bumper harvests so we'll have about 1500 bottles of wine this year and it's a real it sells very quickly so you come on down and buy a bottle
1: we all like a glass of wine, particularly on a lovely day like this. So if people want to find out where you are and what you're about, you have a website presumably. How can they find out more?
2: Yeah, the website's the best place, which is uh, www.paineshill.co.uk or we're at Paineshill on Twitter and, and Facebook. Um, we've got lots coming up in the half-term holidays, particularly for kids. So we have dragons here, we have uh, so be dragon trails in the grounds. We have uh, children's theatre um, and then we've got a Christmas event with Santa in the Grotto coming up and possibly uh, a really exciting lighting event next half term in, in february so loads of fun stuff coming up in the next few months
1: sounds fantastic i think definitely a place to visit bring the whole family a gorgeous location so um yeah get yourself down here and thank you very much for your time thank you so i'm here at elmbridge food festival with elmbridge ladies choir in the background i'm Anna and i'm at a stall called fizz and frolics and uh what's your name
3: uh my name is Alison.
1: And how long have you been involved in Fizz and Frolics? Uh, so
3: I've been doing it for just over a year now.
1: And what's the, uh, what's the principle behind it?
3: So we are a Prosecco horse box bar. We have Prosecco on tap. We have rosé Prosecco, normal Prosecco. Um, yeah, available for all types of events.
1: Fantastic. And why Prosecco and why a horse box? Why not? <laughs> why not indeed, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. So what makes your Prosecco special?
3: Um, I think because it's on tap. It's quite unusual. You don't get many places with Prosecco on tap. Um, and yeah, it's a horse box. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it?
1: It is. And I can see are these a couple of um, cordials, rhubarb and is that pomegranate there? So
3: Yeah, so this is our twister tipple table um, where customers can add their own garnishes, fruits, syrups, a nice umbrella.
1: <laughs> Sounds very nice. So what would you recommend? What's the top tipple here at Fizz and Frolics?
3: Um, I'd say our new rose frizzante.
1: Sounds fantastic. And if people wanted to know more, do you have a website?
3: We do. Our website is www.fizzandfrolics.co.uk. Um, or you can contact us via email at eventsfizzandfrolics.co.uk. At
1: That's fantastic. Thank you very much. So I'm at a stand now called Pure Cane, which sells um, drinks. So let's find out what's your name?
0: So my name's Sangeeta. Janita?
1: Excellent. And what's the nature of pure cane? What
4: do you do here?
0: So basically we press um, sugar cane into a juice and then we mix it with different flavours so you can have it with a traditional flavour which is a classic, um, the ginger and lime. The second flavour is sugar cane with lemon and we then do like a canito which is like a mojito style um, juice. So that's with mint and lime and sugar cane.
1: Sounds fantastic. How long have you been doing this?
0: So we've done it for the past year but we've only started doing festivals
1: okay and what prompted you to get into this uh, this business
0: um it's mainly to do with the health benefits so it's a, it's a really nice drink really really not well, not nice but excellent drink um and it has a lot of the health benefits and um, so it's really good for it's vegan friendly it's good for diabetics they can drink um the juice it's actually less calories than like a apple juice orange juice so it, it's it has a lot of benefits as well other benefits
3: and it reduced my acne
1: it reduces what sorry acne really it sounds fantastic it's like it's the cure all drink i'll have to have this later on um so that's fantastic and if people wanted to find out more do you have a website
0: um unfortunately we don't have a website but they can go onto um our instagram page which is pure Kane uk
1: fantastic and you travel around all the time doing festivals do you
0: Um, So, yeah, we've just started um, doing festivals. So our next festival should be um, at Diwali in Trafalgar Square.
1: Well, so that'll be pretty big, I would think.
0: Um, Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. yeah.
1: Fantastic. Excellent. Thanks very much for your time. Have a great day today. With the sound of Elmbridge Ladies Choir in the background, I'm at Elmbridge Food Festival talking to the Vine King. So, hi, who are you?
5: Hi, I'm Frank. Uh, I run The Vine King in our Weybridge and East Molsey sites uh, in Surrey.
1: Excellent. and what does The Vine King do, or what do you do at The Vine King?
5: Uh, so we're an independent wine merchant. Um, both our stores are also places you can go and enjoy a glass of wine any night of the week as well. But yeah, fundamentally we sell you great wine, is the idea. excellent? and what is
1: the top wine of the moment?
5: well weather like this again this weekend we we flow back into rosé season very quickly with some desperate ordering this week for the, ready for the weekend um but no it is you head towards um some more autumnal flavors so our italian range amazing wines to go along with some of those aut- autumnal dishes okay so what do you see other than rosé what do you think you'll be selling here today so we're doing the um, aperitivo spritz, which is a version of Aperol. Um, so great for a hot summery day, longer drink, a little bit of soda, Prosecco, nice orange sort of character to it. So I think we'll we'll get through a few of those today, I hope.
1: And I think that's seen quite a resurgence in recent years, hasn't it? That whole sort of bitter drink?
5: Yeah, the kind of bitters, classic cocktails, the sort of heading back towards those... Darker, rather than long and and real fruity sort of umbrella drinks, which although are fabulous, probably save for a beach in the Caribbean a bit more. I think here now you're seeing more Manhattan's, Old Fashions, those sort of darker, more bitter style drinks that you can sip and savour
1: yeah nice there's always room for an umbrella and a drink as well and if people wanted to know more you said you've got stores in I think Weybridge
5: yes yeah, so we're on the Queens Road in Weybridge and on Bridge Road in East Molesy um, so pop along and see us
1: nice or you have a website presumably everyone yep. does
5: yep thevineking.com uh, Facebook, Instagram all the various all the various platforms
1: fantastic thanks very much and hope you have a great day today Thank you very much. so I'm here at a store called Ginger and Garlic Greater Limited and what's your name? it's James Excellent, and what does Ginger and Garlic Grater Limited entail as if the name doesn't give it away already?
6: Ginger and Garlic Grater is the, the UK's probably the form of the first and the original uh, garlic graters that were bought over here from Spain. Um, everything's manufactured over there which is these small ceramic plates. Um, so kitchenware for, for every taste, loads of colours, things like that. Literally you just rub ginger and garlic on it and everything else and it grates it down to a nice smooth paste for you.
1: And I should point out, because obviously this being radio, people can't see this, but these aren't sort of garlic crushers as I would know them. These are, you obviously talk about graters. They're quite different from what I've seen before.
6: Yes, I mean, to give it a bit of a description, it's just a small ceramic saucer for all intents and purposes that's uh, made in a specific way, so it has like a rough bottom, um, and literally you just rub everything on there and it purees it down for you, and then we sell it alongside a small brush and a peeler, a garlic peeler, uh, to help you use the ingredients and get it out the grater.
1: And they look very sort of continental, very
6: Spanish. Um, Are they all made in Spain, did you say? Yeah, everything's manufactured in Spain and imported to the UK, so bring a little bit of sunshine to the, uh, the UK kitchens. They do indeed, and there
1: are also some sort of they look like pastry rolls, but I don't think they are. So, what what do they do?
6: The which bits Sorry.
1: Ed, well, they look like pastry rolls, unbaked, but they're <laughs> but they're not.
6: They're actually garlic peelers. Uh, so, rather than you standing in the kitchen with your thumbnail trying to pick all the so sort of the papery peel off the, each clove of garlic individually, you break them off the bowl, pop them in there, you give it a quick roll, and it takes all the skin off for you, so it's ready to use. Fantastic. And have you been doing this business long? Um, I think the business has been going for about 10 years or so now, maybe a little longer. And how long have you been involved in it? Um, probably about eight, I think. Yeah, it's, only, it's a weekend thing for me as well, so uh, the second job. But.
1: It looks great. So I would think you've been busy today. I've seen a few people over here already.
6: Yeah, I've had quite a strong strong start to the morning, which is, a, is always a good way to start your day. And So as long as we carry on that way, um, we should be very happy
1: fantastic and if people wanted to have a look for themselves they can obviously come down
6: here or other events or do you have a website available we do it's actually ginger and garlic and you can go on there you can see the full range of all of the products all the accessories and there's also demonstrations on there as well uh, so you can actually see it being used
1: fantastic well I hope you have a great day here today and uh yeah good luck
6: Lovely. thank you very much for your time
1: and i'm at a, a napoli style pizza store so what's the name of your business
7: Hi there guys, my name's Carl, I'm the owner of Fire and Base, which we uh, specialise in wood fire pizza, Napoli star, as you just mentioned. Uh, You can find us round Elmbridge, uh, round Surrey, uh, by means follow us on our Facebook pages, which is at Fire and Base, also on Instagram as well, with the same address, and we've also got the web address, which is uh, fireandbase.co.uk, and uh, yeah, follow us, you can see where we are from, uh, from day to day, really. Fantastic, and you don't sound like you're from round here originally. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I've I've lived in Weybridge, Hersham so Yeah, so sort of right around. Sorry, I'm currently living in Bisley in uh, Woking Way, and I do weekly gigs around there as well. But no, I, I'm I'm from around here. Thanks. Which, 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 which I was wrong. I don't know. I thought I, I thought I
1: detected a bit more of an accent, but I'm oh, okay, terrible yeah, at accent.
7: Yeah, but now, when I step in the van, I'm from Napoli. When I'm in the van.
1: Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so how long have you been uh, doing this?
7: I've been doing this business for just over a year now. We started in the summer of 2018, and it's been going very well so far. It looks fantastic and delicious-looking pizza as well. How many vans do you have? Just the one for the moment. Uh, phase two will either be a gazebo or another van, and then we'll get a uh, get a restaurant as well. Fingers crossed. What's your space, guys?
1: <laughs> so when does when does phase two kick in then?
7: Oh, how long's the pizza's string? I'm hoping by uh, by next year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And you think you'll be busy today? I'm hoping so. The sun's out. It's getting busier. Uh, so yeah, let's see. As long as people want pizza, I'm here to here to serve them
1: good luck to you yeah thank you very much for, you very much for your time Cheers, great for you. and perhaps predictably um i found myself next to a cake stall connie's cakes and i'm with connie so connie how long have you been doing connie's cakes
8: uh, well i've baked for many many years but in terms of doing these i would say for about the last five years
1: fantastic and what prompted you to take it from i guess a hobby into a business um
8: well i mean i work full time so it's it's part hobby part um business but i think it's just that i love doing this kind of stuff i love meeting people and i just wanted to get my product out there really just wanted everybody to see what you could do with a carrot really
1: (laughs) i'm sure yeah suggestions on a postcard so so if you work full time when on earth do you find time to to bake all these cakes
8: After work, straight into the kitchen, weekends. Yeah, my every waking moment is baking.
1: Yes. Every waking moment is cake-based. So what time were you up this morning to make these delicious things?
8: put it this way. I went to bed at about 3 o'clock this morning getting them all ready. So I just got in from work at about 5 and just baked right the way through. Yeah.
1: And then up this morning to get here, what time were you up?
8: Uh, Alarm went off at 6.30. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm, doesn't sound like a whole lot of sleep but fantastic and do you have a website or how can I people do, get into I
8: do. Um so the website is uh, www.connycakeslondon.com and you can find me also on twitter which is Connie's Cakes London and also on Instagram as well which is the same
1: and which is the most popular cake that you have here today
8: well, my favourite is ginger um, but definitely banana um, chocolate and definitely lemon
1: yeah yes. i like a but bit of ginger
8: to the gluten and dairy free range i mean that came up because a lot of kids who have a lot of allergies and can't have cakes so that's one of the reasons why i developed the gluten and dairy free range so that children can share cakes as well so they're very popular as well
1: They look absolutely gorgeous. So, if you like me, fancy a cake, then uh, find Connie's Cakes and uh, get stuck in. And I found my way to a stall called the Crafty Swine, um, which is selling artisan sausages. So, who are you, and uh, what you know other than selling artisan sausages? Can you tell us a bit more about your business?
9: Yeah, of course. So, um, I've only been doing this for about a year. Um, Before that, I was working in IT in London, um, and I started doing this as a hobby. Um, Started making bacon turns out it was just divine compared to anything that you can get in the supermarket so i went online to find out how you can make it without a kit found a sausage making forums and thought well if the bacon is that good let's try sausages so i bought all the kit i needed didn't tell the wife um, and just started making sausages and it, they're just unbelievable unbelievable
1: Okay, so you, you kind of skipped over it like it was the most natural thing in the world. Without giving away all your secrets, how on earth do you start making bacon?
9: Oh, bacon. So you can either go online. I recommend anyone to do it. Go online, search bacon-making kit, and give it a go. It'll cost you about 15, 20 quid for the kit. It's, it'll just change the world. You will not buy bacon from the store ever again.
1: Really? What, what on earth is a bacon-making kit?
9: So you get the, you get basically curing salts uh, with different flavourings. So a lot of these kits come with like five or six different flavourings it's the simplest thing in the world to do you just get some pork belly in like a square or or whatever rub it with the curing salts put it in like a ziploc bag or something put it in the fridge massage it and turn it every day for about seven days and then that's pretty much it you take it out the fridge wash the salts off and then put it in um, like muslin or something in the fridge to dry for another seven days and boom you've got bacon
1: so so the biggest difference i mean you said you'd never go back to shop bought bacon again what's the biggest difference
9: so for shop bought bacon uh, mass-produced bacon as it goes along the conveyor belt they basically inject it with loads of needles filled with um like a solution which have got the curing salts in which is why when you cook bacon at home you get all that white stuff the white goo coming out because that's that solution and then your bacon just shrinks and yeah it's, it's awful stuff
1: And so I think you said that you didn't tell your wife initially um, of your plans. When you did reveal reveal your plans, what was the reaction?
9: Well, she was absolutely fine until I said I was going to quit my job to do it full time. And then she had a little bit of a panic, but um, she's fully on board now. It's been going well for a year. And um, and yeah, although she's still panicking a little bit. She's looking forward to, you know, five years time being on a yacht (laughs) when it all goes well yeah we're
1: all looking forward to that so do you spend your time going around different festivals farmers markets things like that
9: yeah we do lots of events we do private parties um, birthdays corporate events we do um yeah we also sell online so again we've only been doing this for a year but we've just won two great taste awards this year as well which is phenomenal considering i don't have a, a butchery background um, so, yeah, it's just we're going for whatever we can at the moment.
1: And who awards a Great Taste Award?
9: It's by the Guild of Fine Food in London. So the creme de la creme, basically. You get all these Michelin star re- uh, restaurant critics and everything. Just It hits the limit every single year for entries. And, um, yeah, so to win a Great Taste Awards this year on two of the three entries that I sent in was just unbelievable, mind-blowing.
1: Sounds brilliant. I think I know where I'm going to get my lunch from. But if people want to find out more about you, where can they do that?
9: Um, Well, we have the website. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, The website is the-crafty-swine.com. And if you look at the bottom of that, you'll see all our social media links. Um, Lots and lots of nice pictures of pulled pork and sausages on Instagram. Um, and facebook yeah and that's where we put where our events are going to be and you can catch up with the new flavors and
1: so where can people see you next uh
9: so after this one i think we've got an open air cinema event next thursday then we've got an 18th birthday party on saturday then uh Surrey hills wood fair i believe on the 5th and 6th of october
1: Fantastic. So it's the crafty swine, artisan sausages. If sausages and bacon is your thing, then uh, then certainly find these guys out. Thank you very much. With George from George. So, George, what's your business about?
10: Uh, so my business is freshly made homemade cakes, which I make everything from scratch from. And I also sell that alongside freshly made coffee we, it's like latte, cappuccino, flat white any sort of coffee and we get all of our coffee beans locally sourced from Fimney, Chimney Fire uh, which is located in Dorking so it's all local, local locally sourced which is also really good
1: And everybody needs to keep hydrated on a day like today, so I'm sure you'll be doing plenty of business. These cakes look delicious. You make them all yourself?
10: Yes, just me, myself and I in my kitchen at home.
1: (laughs) Wow, so how long does it take you to do all this? And do you do anything else or is this your your sole business now?
10: This is my sole business now and um, it takes me about two days to prep for a festival like this, the two day food and drink festival.
1: Wow, and what would you recommend? What's your most popular cake here?
10: Um, so the most popular cake is, oh it's a hard one, probably the salted caramel brownie I'd say is probably our most popular, but the Anzac cookies are also pretty pretty popular too.
1: They do look incredible and it looks like you don't skimp on the, uh, on the luxury side of it either.
10: <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm all about full fat, go in, have a treat, treat yourself, you love live once, enjoy it. <laughs>
1: yeah there's there's not enough of that going on at the moment. And if people want to find out more about these cakes and the coffee and you know if they could see them I'm sure they'd want to find out more. So where can they go to find out more?
10: Um, so you can visit me via my Instagram which is uh, @georgebakes or we've got a website which is www.georgebakes.co.uk and that's got where to find us all of our local events and festivals and to track us down and get one of these delicious salted caramel grannies yes
1: yeah, so if you're at a festival and you see george do pop along and treat yourself to a cake thank you very much for your time and i'm here with pat from horse kick cider There seems to be a theme it's either cakes or drinks um pat tell us a little bit about horse kick cider what you do
11: this is a cottage craft um cider that's made less than a mile down the road very local And it's, as you can see, a family business. My wife, Laura, and I, and a little baby, Lily, um, manning the stand. This cider's made using one of the only horse-driven apple presses that's active in the country. And um, it's literally pure apple juice fermented in oak barrels. So that's the French traditional method. And um, so we're drinking, right now we're drinking last autumn's cider. So back in the old days, we would press the apples in the autumn and drink the cider the following summer. So this is Last Autumn Cider. We call it Horse Kick because it's brewed, it's made on a horse farm. And Lassie is the mare who drives the apple press and she loves her job.
1: Well, And is it your farm or is it a local farm to you?
11: I'm actually the vet on the farm. Um, and so this is a hobby. And uh, and so my, my boss, Andrew Black, he, he, lets us, he lets us make the cider on the farm and chase more farm.
1: Wow, and when you say it's family business, it really is. I mean, people listening at home won't be able to see this, but there's you, your wife, your baby, and your dog all here.
11: That's right, we're we're all here for having a lovely day out. We're we're blessed by good weather. I think tomorrow it's going to be raining, but we're making the most while making hay while the sun shines.
1: It's a gorgeous day today. So if we're drinking, not, but people are drinking last year's harvest, you must be about ready to harvest this year.
11: That's right. So this autumn, we're, we're already gearing up to, uh, to do the pressing. We normally do it the end of October when uh, most of the apples have fallen. And we encourage local people in Cobham to, to get in touch, bring their apples, and we will we'll press them together. And in return for your apples, you get cider in the spring. So it's a community effort.
1: Wow, it's incredible. So your full-time job, did you say, is being a vet? Yes. And then this is your part-time job. So how, do you, how much time is devoted to each?
11: Well, the beauty of cider making is it, it can be done just a few weekends of the year. So a weekend pressing, then a weekend bottling and so forth. And, and we only do one day of selling a year and this is it. So the rest of the year it's sold at the wine reserve next to Waitrose in Cobham. So um, I, I would urge your listeners to go and sample it down there if they can't make it today. Um, but but so cider making can be a good hobby to have uh, in the background of a busy life.
1: It sounds fantastic, and it looks beautiful. It's a lovely kind of rich uh, colour, sort of like a I don't know. How how would you describe it in terms of the colour?
11: This is uh, an amber. It's liquid gold. I call it. I mean, it's very very refreshing on a warm day. And, and it's naturally fizzy, so that fizz has come from the wild yeast on the surface of the apple. Literally nothing is added to this. It's, it's pure apple juice, and we just let it do its thing in an oak barrel, and and by the time you get to summer, it's a very appley, well-rounded, naturally fizzy, and, and naturally dry, because remember, the yeast has used all that sugar to turn into alcohol. It's about 6.5%, so you know, a couple of pints in, you're feeling pretty good about the world.
1: <laughs> that sounds nice, um, and I think I'm right in saying that cider has made quite a resurgence in recent years, hasn't it?
11: Yeah, well, it feels like we're on a crest of a wave, really. You know, we had the we had the craft beer resurgence, and now following pretty close is the cider, the cider revolution. And people are realising that strongbow and Bulmers are not real ciders; they're alcopops. They're they're um, they're basically made with syrup flavored syrup and they're carbonated with sugar added so so that's not a cider in the truest element of the word and we a few of us actually fighting for um for that nomenclature to be corrected just like in champagne region they were allowed to call it champagne so so the cider you buy in the pub might not be cider so beware of those flavored recorder links (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i haven't had a cider for a long long time but i've been thinking about it recently in the hot weather and um, it's brilliant so a reminder again it's horse kick cider and if people haven't been able to get to the elmbridge Foom food festival today you're available in cobham where was
11: that at the wine reserve in cobham or please go ahead and visit our website www.horsekickcider.com where uh, you can see a video of us making making the cider um pressing the apples with the horse <laughs> I mean, and, and also you can buy online there on the website
1: Sounds fantastic, thanks very much for your time
12: Mary Mac's
3: mother's mucking Mary Mac Marry me and my mother's
6: mucking me marry
11: Mary Mac I'm going to marry Mary 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 will take care of me and will be back in Mary when I marry Mary Mac There's a nice sweet lass and her name is Mary Mac I make no mistake, she's a girl I'm going to tack And a lot of other fellas would get up on the track But I'm thinking that I to get up early now,
12: there is Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, marry
11: Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, 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 so marry Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary,
12: Mary, Mary, marry Mary, carry Mary, and Mary, marry Mary, marry Mary, 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 marry 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 Mary, 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 now Mary, 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 Mary,
11: Mary. Mary, 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 Qur- Mary, Mary, b- Mary ber-
12: Mary Mac, marry me, and my mother's macking
0: me. Mary, Mary Mac, I'm well and marry Mary, Mary, won't carry me and Willie Mac and Mary when I'm Mary Mac? Mary Mac's mother's Mary Mac, marry me, and my mother's macking me. Mary, Mary Mac, I'm well Mary, Mary, won't carry me and Mary
1: Mac? Mary, Mary Mac. And I'm at the stall of Elmbridge Museum with who are you?
12: Um, I'm Jo Ortham. I am the Learning and Outreach Officer for Elmbridge Museum.
1: So what does the Learning and Outreach Officer do?
12: Um, So we organise lots of events um, over the course of the year um, to help people engage with the museum. We're a little museum um, and we're an outreach museum, so we don't have a permanent exhibition space. Um, What we do instead is we put on events um, all through the community um, in Elmbridge um, throughout the year. Um, So I organise stuff for kids, Um, we have um, some fantastic um, museum explorers activities coming up very soon Um, and then we also put on um, small exhibitions in the libraries across the borough as well.
1: Fantastic. And what's an explorers exhibition? That sounds good.
12: (laughs) It's um, the Museum Explorers. Um, It's a series of workshops and activities. Um, So we've got one coming up which is all about the Second World War um, in Elmbridge um, and it's lots of um, crafts activities um, and also engaging games to help kids engage with the um, history of the local area.
1: Excellent. And there's quite a few activities going on here today. Can you tell us about a couple of them?
12: Uh, Yeah, so um, we're obviously at the food festival, um, so it's all food-themed, and we decided to um, look at the Georgian period. Um, We've got some napkin folding, um, as that was quite central um, to Georgian dinner parties. Um, We also have... um, You can make your own... um, place name no, placeholder I'm um, writing with a, um, a proper ink pen um, so you can do that as well um, and another of other activities or themed around Georgian dinners
1: and there's a true or false game by the looks of it here about um, what Georgians did or didn't do um, what would you say is the most surprising fact that you've got here
12: Um, I would say the most surprising one is that you're expected to bring your own cutlery to dinner, Especially, well, certainly at the beginning of the Georgian period, and when you went to go and have dinner somewhere, um, your host wouldn't have a full set of cutlery for all their guests, so everyone would bring their own individual set.
1: Sounds a bit more like a picnic than a dinner party.
12: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so, yeah.
1: (laughs) And you've got a game of guess the ingredients, so different, I guess, Georgian uh, popular dishes. Uh, Black butter... Gooseberry cheese,
12: yeah, so gooseberry cheese was actually gooseberry jam um it was just called um cheese at the time, and then black butter is a conserve of apples and sugar, um, so it' all be boiled together to make a really rich um sauce
1: sounds nice, so where can people see you next after the um the
12: food festival here. Um, so we are currently, we have lots of little exhibitions um, all throughout Elmbridge Borough. So we've got um, exhibitions at um, Cobham Library and also at Walton Library as well, um, as well as um, Thames Ditton Library too. Um, we also um, have a Museum Explorers event coming up at, at the beginning of, or at the end of October. Um, so all of the information about that is available on our website.
1: And what is the address of the website? That's 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 a tricky question. Catches everyone out that one, but um, I'm sure you can find it if you look for Elmbridge Museum, or indeed on the back of people's t-shirts from Elmbridge Museum. The address is um, www.elmbridgemuseum.org.uk. That's www.elmbridgemuseum.org.uk. If you're stuck, just look for someone's (laughs) t-shirt. and once again i seem to have found myself round another cake straw this one called just because which is south american indulgent food and treats so can you tell me perhaps who you are and what the business is all about
13: Um, Hi, I'm Jen. Um, I'm originally from Venezuela. Um, I came to the UK uh, for two years, supposedly, and I have been 17 here. Um, And last year I was missing very much uh, Venezuela, um, the memory foods and everything. So I decided to bring a little bit of the South American uh, indulgence home to the UK. Um, So mainly uh, what we do is um, the traditional uh, South American biscuits, they are called alfajores. Uh, whoever uh, speaks to you will say that is, you know they are Argentinians, but no, it's not true. All throughout South America, you find them, but each country has its own uh, recipe. The ones that I do uh, are based on the uh, Venezuelan recipe, um, and uh, in addition to the original one, which is uh, the dulce de leche, then now I have been developing different um, recipes with different textures and, and flavors. So it goes all the way from raspberry and white chocolate, hazelnut ganache and uh, pistachios, salted caramel, lemon and lime. And I'm developing now uh, a few other uh, samples as well in in flavors.
1: And how would you describe them? Because they don't look too familiar to my, um, my eyes, really. I mean, some of them look a bit like macaroons, some of them a bit like little cheesecakes. What how would you describe them for people who obviously can't see them?
13: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, first impression people will think they are, you know, giant macaroons. Uh, in reality, they are biscuits. Um, they are not made with almond flour as, as, as the macaroons. Uh, and they are um, cut in, from a dough rather than being piped. This is the main difference between uh, the macaroons and, and these biscuits. Um, and they are naturally gluten free, um, made with uh, corn flour. And gluten free flours as well, like rice, potato, and uh, tapioca flours. Um, and equally, the sweet corn cheesecake is 100% gluten free. It doesn't taste like cardboard, because <laughs> maybe people think that about uh, gluten free, that they, you know, they taste a little bit dull. Um, uh, and then, yeah, the flan caramel, um, we call it casillo. It's a very dense, nice, indulgent, uh, yeah, cake type with uh, a lot of caramel uh,
1: on it. Yeah, the Casillo looks kind of like a yeah, like a caramel, um, sort of like quite a moist caramel. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Which is the most popular? Which one would you recommend to people who haven't tried this before?
13: Um... If you are really adventurous, definitely try the uh, sweet corn cheesecake uh, because people start thinking about, you know, is it savoury, is it sweet? just a combination of both of them. Um, And depending, of course, uh, you can have them uh, warm with grated cheese on top or uh, room temperature or even colder with condensed milk on the top. Amazing.
1: And you eat these as a kind of an afternoon snack or after a meal, or um, when do you treat
13: yourself? Alfajores, per se, uh, they are uh, normally served in uh, very special occasions, you know, weddings, uh, anniversaries. And, and, and the interesting thing is that not everybody uh, is being offered those. They are very selective because they, they are quite exclusive. Um, so when what I thought is, OK, why don't we bring these ones and uh, provide the opportunity to everybody to try them through, through the ghost.
1: And you said, I think, that you've been doing this for about a year now. So what's the reception been?
13: Um, I, I love the people have been very curious initially. Uh, and the first thing, as, as I mentioned, they think that they are macarons. And as soon as they try them, oh, my God, it melts in your mouth. Uh, so I'm seriously con- reconsidering whether I, I should rebrand it to, you know, melt in your mouth. Um, yeah, and, and they, they, they really like them. Uh, the best sellers at the moment are the uh, hazelnut ganache and pistachio together with the salted caramel. Uh, the raspberry and white chocolate this summer has been uh, really uh, well received as well.
1: Yeah, I think I'd be tempted by the raspberry and white chocolate. And your business is called Just Because Indulgent Treats. And if people wanted to find out a little bit more about you, where would they find you?
13: Um, we have uh, a presence in Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our handle is Just Because Treats, all together. Um, we have also an online shop um, at just because Treats.co.uk. Um, and we participate in um, Farmer's Market in Ripley, in Copham in Walton, in Kew uh, Village Market, um, and then yeah, events like this. Ones.
1: Fantastic. So where can people see you next?
13: Uh, the next one would be in Cobham, uh No, at the end of the month. The, the last Saturday, yes. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. So I think this is a store I'll definitely be returning to later on. Thanks very much. Have a great Thanks day. So and I'm with... John from Butternut Box. Um, John, tell us what Butternut Box is
14: all about. So uh, Butternut Box, here. we're the first UK dog food company to do home-cooked food for dogs. So all of the food that we give looks like the underbelly of a shepherd's pie. Uh, we've eaten it on Instagram to prove the point. There's no nas- nasties, preservatives or additives in it. It's just free-range, red tractor to farm meat with lentils and five different types of vegetable. The vegetables are sweet potato, broccoli, peas, carrots and cauliflower. And we're very good for dogs with sensitive stomachs and we cook with flaxseed oil and turmeric so it's incredibly good for the dog and keeps them healthy for as long as possible. Okay,
1: now I know nothing about dogs, I don't have any pets, so why is there a need for this?
14: Well, the, the funny thing is uh, the owners of this business, Kevin Dave, uh, started this on a whim because their dog, Rudy, who was a... Uh, Uh, rescue dog from Battersea Battersea, um, had terrible terrible farts (laughs) and they ended up cooking this food for them to make the farts go away and they actually discovered in the end a way of making this food in bulk for their neighbours in Wimbledon village and it just grew from there but the reason this food is good is because it's fantastic for sensitive tummies and We're we're now recommended by vets as well. The food is all calorie-controlled, and with a calorie-controlled diet, you can actually fight obesity, which is up 50% in the UK. So that's why we exist. We're trying to fight obesity in dogs at the moment.
1: Right, and it sounds like there's quite a few people who could do with this as well. Um, The different, um, I guess, flavours you've got um, are... I mean, they they don't look like your everyday flavours. Well, what have you got?
14: So we have... At the moment on our fill, we have gobble gobble turkey. That's one. Of, that's what we have. These funny like little subtitles. But it's turkey, lamb, uh, chicken, and no, 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 the full names. are on the okay, full line. So we got gobble gobble turkey, uh, wham bam lamb, chow down chicken, and beef it up. But in November, I think around November time, we're going to have oh my cod, which is going to be adding some extra omega with some fish which would be great
1: fantastic and what's the most popular flavor
14: then i reckon the most popular one because my jack russell has now just got this i think lamb is actually the most because of because of the smell of it because you what's great about the food is when you open it up it actually smells like a cold roast dinner and that's why dogs love it as soon as we serve it to them as opposed to when you open a can of pedigree which is full of additives or something like that this is really nice smelling food but the lamb i think is always the most successful with dogs but we do offer, for dogs that are trying to lose a serious amount of weight, we usually take away high-fat meats, so we usually only offer turkey and chicken because there's less than 5% fat in those.
1: And I think you said you're trying to sort of, you know, a lot of dogs are trying to lose weight. Is this a real problem then?
14: Well, apparently, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, as as brand ambassadors, which we are working today, we've been told that, you know, um, you know about over 50% of dogs in the UK are obese. Um, so that's a reason we exist is to try and fight that with the calorie controlled meals that we give and like i said it's something that vets now say you know with a calorie controlled diet you can extend a dog's life fairly significantly and that's why we exist yeah so it's apparently it is a statistic that is accurate
1: Wow, and obviously our listeners can't see this, and you referred to it as looking like sort of an uncovered cottage pie, I think. I mean, it really does look like, it doesn't look like any dog food I've ever seen before.
14: No, it's just, I mean, it's just completely like the underbelly of a shepherd's or a cottage pie. It's, uh, it, it's, we cook with lentils as well, which is fantastic for the sensitive stomach, which I alluded to earlier. But yeah, it's just all the vegetables, it just it's basically back to basics. It's just meat and veg with lentils
1: fantastic so if there's a pet owner a dog owner out there who wants to know more about this perhaps has a a flatulent pet of their own where can they find out more about you
14: well, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, but we also have a website, www.buttonupbox.com. But obviously, we'll be here today as well, and tomorrow, just to telling people about it. Fantastic. And do you do a lot of festivals? Where could they find you after this weekend? Ooh, after this weekend, I'm not too sure, actually. I think some people are in Oxfordshire this weekend and maybe next weekend as well. Because um, the summer's now closing down, we're doing less events, but we'll be up and running again a lot more in around uh, late October time, I think. But yeah, we're, we're always doing events all around the UK. We, we travel up and down, not as far as Scotland sometimes. So yeah, fantastic so nationwide free delivery.
1: Brilliant, thanks very much. So check out your website, I guess would be the best way through. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, good luck in your campaign against uh, flatulent pets. <laughs> Thank you very
14: much.
1: So I'm here at Elmbridge Food Festival today at the stand of Flint and Flame. So um, tell us what this is all about.
15: We sell uh, very high quality German, high carbon stew and not cookery knives. So uh, if you like cooking there it's a it's a a great knife to use Uh, all starts with a very sharp balanced blade uh, and we sell them Uh, they're a joy to use so we've uh, we range from individual knives to some beautiful sets looks incredible and
1: you're going to be doing some demonstrations later today are you
15: yeah, we demonstrate the knives and we let the um, let the public pick them up and try them, which you can't do in most shops. So they can pick them up, feel the weight and balance and see how sharp they are. That sounds fantastic. So what really sets these knives apart
1: from other knives on the market?
15: Well, it's the very contemporary design. They're a beautiful-looking blade, but it's the German high-carbon steel we use. It's got an incredibly hard, sharp edge. And uh, the, the, the steel holds that edge incredibly well.
1: Those fantastic, they look pretty lethal as well. And do you have a website that people can have a look at?
15: Yep, uh, www.flintandflame.co.uk. That sounds fantastic, thank you very much for your
1: time. And I'm here with Sarah from Sarah. Ch- now, I'm going to make a mess of this. Churros is not how you pronounce it, is it?
16: It's Churros Garcia, so Churros Garcia.
1: So these are, I guess, two, you know, I don't have the learning. They're kind of like straight donuts, aren't they?
16: Um, kind of, they're a traditional Spanish breakfast and dessert. They're made of flour and water. There's no eggs, no milk in them. They're, so we don't like donuts just because donuts tend to be more chewy. These are are they're crunchy, crispy on the outside and like fluffy on the inside.
1: And they're delicious.
16: And they're delicious, of course, yes. <laughs> and is
1: this your business?
16: It's my family's business. My grandma started it about 60 years ago now, and then my mum carried it on, and I am the third generation. I have my brother as well, who also works here. So.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. So how long have you been involved in this?
16: Uh, since, since I mean, when I was five years old, she used to send me out with a little cup of free samples, going, you'd like a free sample of that. But um, no, I got in the kitchen as soon as I was allowed to and just started working here. So it's been about four or five years, yeah.
1: Wow, and so what do you do? You go around different food festivals, farmers' markets?
16: Yeah, so we do uh, weekly markets. that We have regulars or we do festivals or events like these ones. Um yeah we mostly do our main ones are our regular festival um markets like Portobello Road we do every Saturday and Gabriel's Wharf we do every weekend so those are the ones we've done uh, Portobello Road for about 10 years now so
1: And for people in Surrey so a bit further out of London where are they most likely to find you
16: So we do cuz I um The family who own this company, my family, uh, live in Shepparton. Our base is in Shepparton, so we are also in Surrey. So we love doing local things. We do Big Tree Night in Shepparton. We do, uh, a couple weeks ago, we did Woking. You know, we do Elmbridge here. We do anything that's local, we do love doing. So you can look on the website and it says every week where we go. Um, So generally, if you find a food or drink market around, have a look for us because we might be there. We'll probably be there.
1: And you say check the website. What's the address of the website?
16: Uh, It's www.churrosgarcia.co.uk or .com.
1: Fantastic dot co dot uk okay and I think a lot of them are kind of dipped in chocolate but are there different sort of flavours or dipping sauces or so
16: we traditionally just do chocolate sauce um, because traditionally in Spain they do Valod chocolate sauce as a the normal that comes with churros you go into South America and places like that and they start to do dulce de leche and stuff like that um, but we know we mainly do chocolate and we also do cinnamon on top if you like it you know we try to give some kind of variation, but we try to keep it simple. Do, you know, specialise in one thing, try and get that great, and then work our way up from there. So.
1: And I think you said this is sort of traditionally, it's a breakfast, is it? So you'd have um, a churros with a coffee, or it sounds like a lovely breakfast.
16: Yeah, you'd have churros with a coffee or like a cup of chocolate. Um, you'd get it in like a little hot chocolate and you dip it in. Um, or you can get porras, which are a slightly bigger version of churros. Um, you can get all different variations but generally you go for yeah for breakfast they're kind of like it's the idea that we have pancakes for breakfast it's the same kind of thing um they traditionally don't tend to have sugar on them though but obviously we like to make them a little bit more
1: yeah they're delicious so i'm guessing you're going to have a busy day today. here the sun is out it's a really hot day and you've got lots of people how many i mean you sell them by the cup how many cups or how many churros are you going to get through today
16: I mean, if it's a really busy day, we can do thousands. If it's not so busy, we can do hundreds. It really varies. We're very busy during the kind of after lunch and after dinner times, you know, when everyone goes for their desserts. Um, But generally, it looks like it's doing pretty well, though. So we probably will do quite well today.
1: It looks fantastic. So anyone who likes these sweet treats, and that's pretty much everyone I've ever spoken to, a reminder again, what's your website?
16: It's www.churrosgarcia.com or Churros Garcia yes.
1: Fantastic, thanks very much and I hope you have a great day and I'm here now with Adam who's the executive chef at Brooklyn's Hotel Adam, tell us a little bit about um, Brooklyn's Hotel and what brings you here today
4: Hi, so uh, yeah, Brooklyn's Hotel we're located in the Mercedes-Benz World complex um, in Weybridge uh, we're a four star luxury hotel with uh, a bar and spa um, really beautiful property set in the, set in the heart of Weybridge And uh, yeah, we're here today to promote our business, sell some lovely afternoon tea treats and uh, be part of the community, really. It
1: looks fantastic and it's a lovely stall here. So what would you say um, is the main reason for people visiting your hotel and perhaps another less, uh, (laughs) less desirable hotel?
4: Well, Brooklyn's Hotel, we go the extra mile. So we'll think about the things that you won't think about to make your stay 100% exceptional, um, to set ourselves completely apart from all the other hotels around the area. So you will come to Brooklyn's Hotel just to feel special. And I
1: guess your passion is the food, being an executive chef. So this is, I guess, the, the, the highlight of anyone's visit to Brooklyn's Hotel. What kind of food will they find on the menu, though?
4: Of course, so we're a two rosette restaurant, um, so we've been maintaining two rosettes for six years now. Um, we're also currently in the uh, Surrey Life Food and Drink Awards as finalist for restaurant of the year. So we're really trying to push our, our food offering out there. Um, we market ourselves as a Covent Garden brasserie, so not overly complicated. We do simple, decadent food, um, genuine and honest, just really, really good, honest food that people remember um, for just big, bowl flavours, really. And is there a signature dish? Um, Well, we're mainly known for our steaks and for our grills. Uh, We take a lot of pride on the beef that we use. Um, We use a lot of Surrey beef, we use a lot of British beef, Um, and all all that kind of produce we use. We we like to find um, producers that have a story behind them. So if it's your your local farm from down the road, or if it's from a sausage maker in in the Hebrides or something like that, as long as it's got a good story and a good passion behind it, then we like to use it and like to push it out there so everybody can find out about it.
1: Excellent and you're being deliberately provocative down here today I notice with a blackboard at the front of your store asking people whether on their scone they should put the jam then cream or cream then jam. Now as any right-minded person knows it's jam then cream right?
4: Correct, absolutely correct. It goes jam first. The reason I put this here is because it's a continuing argument that we have in the hotel and I thought I would bring the board down here just to prove a point.
1: That's good. And funnily enough, it's something that uh, we were talking about at the station just a few weeks ago. And I think Graham and I are of the opinion that jam's first. But Alan, very strangely, says that cream goes on first. But isn't its is it a Devon
4: and Cornwall difference? It is. If you are Cornish, uh, like myself, then it goes jam first.
1: Well, you know, I'm, I feel fellow Cornish-ish type person as well then, that's fantastic. Okay, so if people want to know more about Brooklands Hotel, where can they find out that information?
4: So we've got um, many social media pages. Uh, You can go onto our main website, brooklynshotel.co.uk or we have our Brooklyn's Hotel Instagram page, uh, which is Brooklyn's Hotel. Or we have our own restaurant dedicated page, which is 1907 Bar and Grill. So you can go onto our Instagram page, you can talk to us via there, see all the food we're doing, see all the beautiful cakes that we produce, all the beautiful cocktails, and just see more of the building before you eventually book your stay and come and feel like a king and queen for a weekend.
1: Excellent. And before I let you get back to this... I think sometime I think you've just had your spa refitted, is that right? Uh,
4: yes, yeah, so we've just had our new sunlight therapy room um, built in the spa. Uh, one of only two properties in the UK that have this sunlight therapy. Um, so we say half an hour in our sunlight therapy room is as good as two hours in a natural sunlight. Um, so you, uh, the lights that we have, they're produced in Finland, obviously that have the uh, long periods of time with uh, with darkness so in our sunlight therapy room you can sit there lay back have a glass of protector, have a cocktail and it's just like sitting in the tropical sun
1: wow that sounds like reason to visit all on its own thank you very much have a great day here today and uh, yeah i look forward to popping down there and finding out more about your lovely hotel
0: Loving Events in Surrey